Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome back to another episode of Free Terrible Gamers. I'm Colin here with Ashton as always. Hey guys, how you doing? All right, got a couple topics left over from last week, or if you're listening live from yesterday, since we are releasing this a week, we're recording this a week ahead of time because we're taking next week off. If you listen to last week's episode, you'll know this already, Bo. So <laughs> we're going to go ahead and knock out yesterday's topics and hopefully get to the ones for this week well next week whatever whenever you're listening uh <laughs> nintendo insider leads release date of the new mario kart game yeah so according to a new rumor nintendo is finally getting ready to move on from mario kart 8 and mario kart 8 deluxe and release a new mario kart game the rumor comes the way of well-known nintendo insider and leaker zippo who claims the next Mario Kart game is set to be not on Nintendo Switch, but its successor, dubbed the Nintendo Switch 2 by many, thanks to rumors and reports that it will be a successor to the Switch hybrid console. More specifically, this puts the game releasing in 2025, which Zippo claims will be the second year of the new Nintendo console. Even more specific than this, Zippo claims the game will release during the holiday season of 2025, which is to say near the end of the year. The 10th installment of Mario Kart series will release in 2025, and it is the 10th because they consider Mario Kart Tour, the mobile game, the 9th entry. So uh, it'll release in 2025, which will be Switch to second year on the market, claims Zippo. The intention is to release the title sometime before the system's second holiday on the market. The title is being developed primarily by Nintendo EPD Production Group 9, with Bandai Namco Studios once again co-developing. So, Zippo, he's been right about several things in the past when it comes to leaking Nintendo news. But, as always, it is a rumor so take it how you will it may not be true at all but he does have a good track record when it comes to leaks and it is about time for them to move on from mario kart 8 it released on the wii u like 10 years ago or so so it's about time to move on and they just released or getting ready to release the last wave of the booster pack tracks so I just don't know why you would count a mobile game as the ninth game in the installment. Like, it would have been a better excuse to say that Deluxe was nine on it because, I mean, that was their common thread for pretty much every Mario game switching over from the Wii U to the Switch. Every single Mario game that was out there for a 2D platform style was rebooted into a Deluxe edition. Same way with Mario Kart. So the fact that they count that as nine or 
are counting it as 10 opposed to 9 is kind of stupid. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I guess technically it is a Mario Kart game, but yeah, I mean, I can, don't really consider mobile games to be actual games, I guess, in the series of whatever they're releasing. Yeah, but, I mean, still, I mean, the main thing that I got from it was, that's just my pity on the whole entire situation or my downside on it. But the fact that it's going to be holiday 2025, so I say just based on the normalcy of it, usually holiday is about the same time that Wonder released. So I say it'll get released around the same time frame as when Wonder got released. And then, October. Obviously... Yeah, about late October, because you think that goes into the holiday season. As the past couple of weeks, we've covered, you know, Black Friday sales already coming in early, so that counts as you know holiday sales and everything else. And it's part of that, you know, final quarter pushing forward. So I believe that's what's going to be considered as that. And since the Switch Two is supposedly coming out at the end of, you know, twenty twenty four be out for a year which it's still weird but they're not going to make it a launch title to me since it was a launch title with the wii u wasn't it or was it already out on the 3ds for a little bit before or was that seven uh mario kart 7 was on the 3ds okay so it was a release title almost with or was it a year out from the wii u it was a year after because the wii u was released 2012 but still pretty close to the beginning of the system so basically doing the same thing, but at the same time with how many course packs and courses they have on Mario Kart 8, is it pretty much going to be a restamp or do you think they'll have new and original courses? I think they'll have new and original. It's usually what they do. They have one cup dedicated to new tracks, another one for old, and they just alternate them and have like, what, eight cups, six, eight cups, something like that, and alternate them that way. So they will have new ones but they'll have old ones as well okay. makes sense but still the fact that they're calling it 10 is still astonishing but that's my little dig at nintendo for this episode i mean uh, a lot of a lot of companies are skipping nine i mean apple skipped iphone nine windows skipped uh windows nine so i mean yeah well combat didn't do it though they they actually counted the right way. Well, and then they started over. Not- they started over with one on their twelfth. So I mean, they're not. They don't have a complete pass. But yeah, that and like I said, nine games in a series wasn't necessarily nine games. There was more than nine games yeah. when nine came out. Yeah. Just what considered canon or actual true timeline, supposedly. Right. right. And I mean, this leak. But, like I say, take it how you will, because. He's saying this it'll be the second year of the Switch 2's release when we haven't even got a confirmed next generation system. So what he's saying is it'll release next year. Nintendo Switch 2 will release next year. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. I mean, I can, if they are going to release it at the end of the next year, they're going to start doing everything as soon as the new year turns over. I say in January or no, it'll probably be February because that'll be time for another direct event. 
I say in the February's direct, whenever it occurs, it'll be a announced event if it's going to happen in 2024. And then released holiday, you think? Or released like mid? I would say holiday just because that's generally when every gaming system decides to get put up. Except for the Switch. Except for the Switch. It was a April release whenever it got released. Yeah. They was like, we got enough of the Wii U. We're going to just randomly do this one. <laughs> That's right. Chop it whenever. As soon as possible. That's right. Get this system out of this thing. Uh, but yeah, anyways, we're going to stick with Nintendo on the next topic. There's a new Nintendo Bandy Namco studio that got revealed. Yeah, Bandai Namco has unveiled Studio 2 and Studio S, a new internal development studio that will collaborate with Nintendo on game projects. The cohort of developers has been working on commissioned Nintendo pro- projects for some time now. Their credits... Cl- I can't even read tonight. Credits include Nintendo Switch games, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Mario Kart 8, and ARMS. As translated by Google, a statement on the studio's site said, Bandai Namco... Studio Second Studio Slash S Studio has been an in-house studio specializing in commission development projects. As a group of professionals who do not compromise on quality, we will continue to create titles of world standard. So basically what all that confusing stuff means is Bandai and Namco are setting up a studio to make Nintendo Switch games because Bandai and Namco, they make games for not just nintendo but other people i mean they're the ones that started pac-man and you know so they're they've been around for a while and like this said they helped out on super smash bros ultimate mark card 8 and arms for nintendo but what they're going to do now is just make nintendo games by themselves without any basically supervision from nintendo obviously nintendo will have to confirm once in a while like a quarterly type thing to approve their progress and obviously approve the final product but they're basically somewhat getting unsupervised permission to work on nintendo ips with you know a certain script made by nintendo nintendo's gonna tell them what to make and then they're gonna make it unsupervised except for like periodically which is a big step for Nintendo because usually they don't do anything. I mean, yes, the, like I said in the last episode, Capcom made a Zelda game, but Nintendo was very involved with it and approved everything. So it's kind of the same here. They have to approve everything, but it's not going to be as supervised as what the Capcom Zelda games were or the Square, en- Square Enix RPG, Super Mario RPG was. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge step for Nintendo in itself just because they've always, like you said, they've been so self-proficient with this stuff. But I think they're realizing, too, if we can focus our stuff, especially if they're going to try to start playing in the movie game, that's probably why they're doing it as well, is that way they can focus more on their movie setups as well as their gaming world setup. So, right. I mean, it makes sense toss it out and then have your quarterly check-in or whatever it is and not completely supervise them all the time especially since they're a well-known developer right like i said they made pac-man so they've been around for quite a while um 
And like you said, with the movies, I mean, Shigeru Miyamoto himself are, is producing the, he produced the Mario movie, producing Legend Zelda movie. So he's tied up with that. Not to say that he's not helping out on games as well. He's a pretty busy guy, so he don't have time to do everything for the company, you know, because he's got a big role for what he does. So this will kind of help relieve him and some others that do a lot like he does with a bunch of different projects at once. Kind of free them up in order not to take some stress away. Let another studio handle it instead of those guys. Yeah, it's, I mean, like I said, I, I bet it is tough being in their position trying to do it and being Nintendo trying to trust a people to their games as well because i mean i know it'll be i mean it don't seem like baby steps it seemed like they're just getting tossed into it but i said they've probably been working with them on a few projects that we're going to get in the future and then that's where the trust got built up we just haven't seen those games yet and then now they're just going back like, okay we trust you enough for the games that we're going to get in the next you know in the next future in a little bit and then pop it off be like, okay, you guys can do it by yourself now. Because like I said, I'm saying there's probably going to be a couple games getting released that they have already helped make a hand in. But like you said, we've already covered, you know, Smash, Mario Kart 8, and ARMS. Yeah, they've already helped out with those. But, I mean, like you said, they might be releasing some games here soon that they had more of a role in, you know, more of a head role into it instead of just like a backseat role. Yeah. That we haven't seen yet, obviously, because they haven't released. Right. And that's probably something we'll see with the next Direct as well. Yeah. Probably not till so we're February. And never two months out. Yeah. All right. Going on to the last topic, not the last topic of the day, but the last topic from last week slash yesterday. Uh, PlayStation Portal is getting scalped. Yeah, I don't kind. Of, I mean, I don't really understand this. Why it's getting scalped? It. I don't. I mean, yeah, the pre-order sold out twice. I mean, that's fine. But I don't think it's that big of a deal for scalpers. I mean, understanding the PS5 Series X when they came out, they you know they were shorthanded or whatever. But these are kind of plentiful seems. So I don't know. I don't get it. But anyway, the PlayStation Portal hasn't even officially hit the shelves yet which it has time recording. This article was from a couple days ago. But, uh, and already the streaming handheld has become a victim of price gouging by scalpers online. Those wanting to know where to buy the PlayStation Portal may be in for potential disappointment, as it seems as though PlayStation Portal pre-orders are rapidly drying up with less than 24 hours until its official release date worldwide. Scalpers have taken the secondary markets such as eBay, where... Units are being sold for as much as double their respective MSRB. Some U.S. PlayStation Portal listings are retailing as high as $329 or best offer, which is a markup of around 65% and a pretty disgraceful tactic. However, not one that's unfamiliar to gaming hardware in recent years. Much like with the PS5 before it, the new handheld system stock at launch looks to be on the leaner side with pre-orders from PlayStation Direct currently unavailable and the big box retailers stating coming soon with their product listings. 
So like I said, uh, we've already set our opinions on this before that it's a stupid idea, stupid device, but I've seen some reviews on it and I mean, it looks good. The design looks good, but it's still stupid. Like the concept of it is still dumb in my opinion. People need a good Wi-Fi connection with hardly any interference. They say to get the best out of it is obviously to hardwire your PS5 and then use the portal over Wi-Fi. And that'll give you the best, you know, possible uh, experience. But still a little dumb to me. I don't understand why people are scrambling to find one of these things. Because I think people... Some people that are buying it, yes, they understand you have to have a PS5 and you have to be around your PS5 at all times. But some people, I think, are misunderstanding that you can't just take this anywhere like you can a Switch or a handheld PC. You have to stay at home with your PS5 in order to play this. And I read online that there's not even a way to like go into a web browser so you know like um, some hotel Wi-Fi's make you go through a web browser in order to connect to them there's no web browser on the playstation portal so it'd be impossible to take this to a hotel with your ps5 and play anywhere that any wi-fi that requires a web browser to connect to so maybe they'll fix that in the future it's still stupid in my opinion we are very pleased to announce our super new sponsor marvel strike force Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Your goal is to power up your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes such as Alliance Wars and Arena. New ways to battle with your roster are released regularly, and the meta is always evolving along with campaigns, Blitz, and Arena. There's also Alliance War, a massive weekly alliance battle, raids, and cosmic crucible where you go head-to-head -head against other players in a tournament. Marvel Strike Force are enjoying their six-year anniversary. You know what that means. Free stuff just for signing up via our unique link in the description. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses. If you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We have received a unique promo code for every new user. Please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. Once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring today's episode. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Yeah, I mean, it's a console. It's not worth really scalping, but obviously people are going to be people, and that's that's more of the take I take on this whole entire topic. Like, I don't go into the... I'm not going into the science behind it. I'm going on the completely opinion-based on the scalpers because 
it's getting more and more common in the video game world. Like, oh, yeah. I think the true real side shopping started when the NES Classic Edition released. And it was stupid whenever that done because there was $60 on the shelves and there was a lot of people going on eBay selling them for 500 Yeah. So almost, you know, you know if they would have charged over $100, it would be a you know thousand times their retail price. Right. Well, nope. 100 times the retail price. My bad. That's bad math for a second. Uh, or 10 times. Yeah, 10 times. Whatever. Close enough. Not not the best mathematician out here. But, so, it's been a common trend since then. And, I mean, it's one of those things. And, like I said, we're here to try to help you guys out the best way possible. That way you don't get ripped off or don't buy stuff that's not really worth buying. Like I said, if you got, if you got the money for a PS4, you want to get a PS Portal... Tell us how it is. I mean, that's my opinion on it. You know, we could be completely wrong. We could, you know, whatever. But at the same time, if it's retailed at two hundred dollars, and then people trying to sell it for upwards of three hundred, three hundred fifty dollars, don't buy it. Wait for it to come back out. It will come will, back around. Eventually... <clears throat> and that's why scalpers don't... still do it is because people buy it off of them. Because they want to get it now, not wait until it comes back. That's why scalpers, you know, obviously make profit. That's why they keep doing it. Yeah. They said don't feed into it because more than likely those scalpers bought the maximum amount they could buy just to resell them. Yeah, they. I mean, they don't just have one. Most of them don't just have one. And it's not, I mean, I understand it's not one of those situations to where you go drop it off at GameStop, and GameStop pretty much charges the same price of it for new. I understand that the scalpers are legit with it and do send you the complete thing new, but why pay an extra $150 on it? Just wait for it to come back around. There ain't no sense in going out there and paying the extra just to have it on day one. It'll come back around. Yeah, if you and all your friends are planning on doing it together at the same time, makes sense, but still, what, we... Because you and me both, we have gone out. We bought the NES and SNES Classic at the same time each time they came out yeah. back around. We never once tried to go and get it off the scalp site. We always waited for it to come back around. Nintendo was good about it. What They popped back on the shelves like two months later. and Yeah, they were pretty quick. All the way. PlayStation will do the same thing, I'm sure, unless there managed to be another chip shortage with the McDonald's machines. Yeah. <laughs> but logically speaking, it's, like I said, don't pay the extra money. There ain't no sense in it. They'll be back around. They're, especially if, it, I mean, obviously they sold enough of them, they're going to be like, okay, people want to buy these things, so For some reason we're going to continue to make them. Yeah. You don't like, get me wrong. I see the convenience of playing a game on a handheld that say especially with us being dads we can kind of get with it you know the kids are watching tv watch cartoons whatever you don't want them if they're being good you don't want to mess that up so you know we'll play our switch and handheld or whatever that's fine but my problem with the playstation portal is that's all it is just a remote play system like you can do that from your phone i don't that's the problem with it if they would have done anything else with it even put a operating system on it as soon as you turn this thing on it's searching for a ps5 there's no operating system or anything no settings or anything it's just a tablet that searches for a ps5 or wi-fi that's it yeah but i mean if that's your guys's 
fancy cup of tea that you want to try. Like I said, PlayStation would have been better off to make another. I mean, obviously they're that's abbreviated as a PSP as well, but an actual like console PlayStation Portable, not a. Uh, yeah, PlayStation Portable, not a PlayStation Portal. Yeah, they like I said, they upped a couple letters and called it good, I guess. But at the end of the day, they should have made another portable system, not a stay-at-home system. Yeah, right. Like I said, I can see, you know, Sorry. being a dad, I can see the portable part and want to sit on your couch and play your PS5, whatever, that's fine. But my problem is you should have the option to be able to take it somewhere if you want, not to just sit on your couch. That's the issue I have with it. Like I said, Sony's version of trying to compete with the Switch, but they failed drastically in doing the concept of it when they literally had a whole entire line of a couple consoles that done just that. But now there is technology to where you could technically pair your new PS Vita, whatever they wanted to call the next one, Vita 2, Vita 5, whatever, into your PS5 console. It would be completely possible with the technology oh, yeah. we have. For sure. It could do and both. It could have, could have native you know, games and the remote play for your PS5. Like, they could have done both. Yeah. It was there. They had the chance to They do were so it. close. Sony's so close. They'd be like, okay, yeah, we can do this. And PlayStation, if you decide to do what we're doing to, we appreciate you listen to us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. They ain't going to listen to us. We smack talk them every chance we get. <laughs> You do make good games. I'm not, like I said, you do make good of, games, but that's it. You don't make yeah. good like ideas, said, good day, choices. Yeah, it's just, like I said, at the end of the day, they had the ball in their court. They was doing pretty good with it, then they still managed to turn it over. It, still screwed it up. I mean, like, yep, from a logistical standpoint. Like I said, you had a whole entire portable console systems that you could have done, like I said, today's technology, you could have easily been like, boom, 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 here we go. Connect, connect, connect. You can take this one to go. But, nope. You get to just hopefully have, like I said, you're obviously not going to be able to take it to your hotel room now. So yeah. you just screw on that aspect or where else it requires you to sign on to a rare priority. McDonald's, most, yeah, most free Wi-Fi networks do. Saying that in that aspect, I guess it would kind of not make any sense to take your PS5 to a restaurant, but you never know. Yeah, it might be your thing. You got a power inverter in your car. You're sitting in a McDonald's drive-thru waiting on your food. I mean, fire up your PS5, your portal. I mean, you could. Wait for that cream machine to come back up. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wait for them to clean that ice cream machine and fix their chip or whatever. I'm going to switcheroo one of these topics, Ashton, just because I know I mentioned last week that it we had more Sega news going on based on some of their IPs. So, okay. based off the games and everything last week. So, I'm going to skip the one and I'm going to go down to it. But Sega is putting more IPs in, in movie form, surprisingly enough. Yeah. Sega is keen on expanding Persona and Like a Dragon outside of video games, and it has some big plans for the future, including movies. The news comes from Sega Chief Operating Officer Shuji 
Yutsami. I'm not good at Japanese names. During a recent interview with CNBC, where Yutsumi teased plans for Persona movies and another chance at life for older Sega property, we just revived Sonic in a big way, not only through games, but also remember movies and TV shows. And actually, Sonic is in Roblox, too. And we're working closely now with LEGO, so now Sonic is reviving Yutsumi said. We have other major IPs, and also I cannot say too much about it, but we are thinking of reviving other classical Sega IPs, too. So, specifically Persona and Like a Dragon, they were talking about, but also others as well. So, we was talking about this, what, a couple episodes ago, about Sega bringing other IPs back to life besides Sonic. And here you go. They're wanting to do that in video games and movies as well. So that's good for them for listening to us. They probably heard us, you know, on our podcast because, you know, Sega listened to us every time we release an episode. So it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Always we hope so they follow their own hashtags that's related to them. Right. But at the end of the day, like I said, we mentioned it. Well, at this time of recording yesterday, but literally last week, if you listen to us, like I said, we was talking about like the Persona 5 series, and I was like, okay, it makes sense to have more Sega news since they literally plan on bringing Persona 5 into movie form, which I don't know which Persona 5 they're going to base it off of since there's 15 of them. Well, I'm exactly there's six. Clap them all together. You know, which, yeah, or whichever Persona game they want to do because I'm pretty sure each persona game has 15 titles themselves don't really track a persona all too often but yeah even like a dragon too so it makes sense i mean and obviously they done the movie thing before nintendo done the movie thing because that was pretty much their big i think that was what revived them a little bit with the sonic movie yeah definitely helped them out so having that as a go-to now that they can to make some money to be able to put out some new games and everything seems like it's the best route and i mean obviously if they can do it how they done with the sonic movie hopefully the internet don't have to bully them this time to fix their design of their character uh that was awful the first, their first one was awful yeah <laughs> i mean i get what they were going for realistic whatever but that wasn't sonic <laughs> Sometimes realistic is not a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when your character is fictional. Yeah. So yeah, at the end of the day, I know Persona is even more realistic based than Sonic is. Granted, I never played a Persona game, but obviously there's humans in that game, not just a hedgehog running around with a flying fox and a red hedgehog trying to defeat a... uh, Shadow version, quite literally, Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, at the end of the day, I'm glad that Sega's going into the movie industry more than what they already was before and pulling some of their IPs that not really get that don't really get a lot of love gaming wise. No. <clears throat> and they've got a lot of good IPs that they haven't touched in I mean, twenty years. So if they wanted to revive them, the best thing to do would be to 
put them in a movie and then release a game after that. Get the hype up from the movie and then release a game after that to sell better. Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's becoming a more, it's becoming a trope now because even Five Nights at Freddy done amazing coming out on Peacock and theaters at the same time and still destroyed the box office. Yeah. Did you ever, ever watch that? Yeah, I watched it. Oh, did you? I did too. It was pretty good. For somebody that don't know anything really about the series, I mean, I thought it was pretty decent. Yeah, I never played a game in the series at all, and I was able to follow along a little bit. Granted, you know, I know Matt Pat's in the movie or yeah. whatever, and I mean, I do. I've been a game theorist watcher since they started their YouTube channel way back when. So it's one of those things to where I've followed some of the Lord just through his words. Yeah. And then I thought, and that's the only reason why I watched the movie because I've seen where he was in it. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason why I decided to turn on. I mean, I know a lot of people were saying it was good. Then I seen with Ryland. Yeah, of course. You guys yeah. other podcast. I seen where he said it was good. So I was like, okay, he's, he's saying it's good. I'll trust Ryland's word on the, movie aspect of it granted it's supposed to be a horror movie it was pg-13 horror it wasn't movie. scary at all. not really that scary. Yeah, not scary at all so i mean it's it is what it is but like i said video games are becoming movies more often now yeah i mean actually yeah. being good right and i'm happy for it. i mean i i get excited when i see a game especially that i know becoming a tv show or a movie because more times than not nowadays they're actually good because of the animation technology and everything you know they and more budgets you know bigger budgets to make them good instead of just putting some out there for money they actually put time and care into it yeah huh. well, that is all the time we have for today though guys go ahead and if you want to, follow our socials, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Discord. Our Discord. I always forget about Discord. It's like the little cousin everyone forgets about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got merch on Redbubble if you guys want to go get some merch. We got a link to better help in the description. If you guys need help with your mental health while gaming. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I think that's it. All right. I'll catch you in the next episode. All right. Later guys. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 